Greetings, ladies and gents, and welcome to this latest version of uh, Tales, Tales from Outer Space, where I take an HFY story from somewhere around the internet and read it aloud for your enjoyment. All the relevant links are down below. Like, subscribe, and all that YouTube comf to help this video and channel grow. Anyways, as always, I hope that you enjoy. I would just like to thank the following tier 5 patrons and channel members for supporting the channel. Fallen Angel. Buzz Kennington, Data Magnet, and Bob the Dragon. Thank you again, and now on to the story. Story number one. Last Call, written by Echoing Cascade. Morillet was in high spirits. He was from the Rakesh species, a small, rodent-like, and mostly harmless. A month ago, he was given an unenviable task to teach the boss's good-for-nothing son the family business. He worked at Strack and Strack, an import-export company that dealt with mostly planetary specialties. He had tried to teach him the basics of galactic cargo lanes, shipping tariffs, negotiating exclusivity, and generally getting the best deal out of any business venture. He had lost him at offer and demand. Nevertheless, his boss had given the unworthy son the run of a branch in which Morillet worked. He understood very little of what he was supposed to do, he just had enough brains to have Morillet do the job for him. He did not take it lying down, however. He did the job, and he did it well. He simply used language and codes that were still widely recognized, but that no newcomer would actually run into. His boss had fired his son, Brigitte, after checking the papers and was told him this. The fact that you had another do the job is not the issue. That you didn't notice that he was messing with you, or you did, but you were too lazy to do anything about it, is. Last Marlet had heard, the big log his next job was going to be unloading cargo ships under the watchful eyes of a man who believed grievous violence and heavy object was the first warning. He was drinking to his victory alongside a few friends he had at work. They'd been going for many hours, and he was in the process of getting another drink from the bar when he ran headfirst into a wall. Well, what he thought was a wall. Unknown. Sorry, little guy. Um, are you okay? Morrill was too drunk to think straight, and he said his piece before looking at what he bumped into. Watch where you're going, human. He looked into the eyes of the creature nearly twice his size. It, or rather she, from what he remembered of the brochure, was looking at him with concern. She extended her arms towards him. His first reflex was to try and run, beg for his life, or both if he could swing it. Then he remembered reading that human vision was based on movement and he froze. This didn't work. She put her hands on his arms and lifted him off the floor, carried him up to his table and gave him a gentle pat on the head, and left him all saying, There you go, little buddy. Be careful next time, okay? She then turned her back to the bar where she joined a couple of Rakesh women sitting at the table. It was a tense couple moments before he resumed moving, at which point he noticed none of his colleagues had moved either. In fact, a couple was still holding their breath. Obviously, they'd all read the same brochure. In it were things to look out for when dealing with humans a recently discovered death world from a heavy gravity planet to boot, because the universe obviously thought they needed an extra edge. The encounter had been sobering to say the least, 
and he and his friends were on their way out after paying the tab when Rikija, his boss's son from the former boss, entered the bar. Rikija was a large Romanuk. He, like all members of his species, looked what can be best described as a bipedal lizard covered in feathers. He looked furious. Not that he ever looked happy, mind you. Rikicha, leaving so soon, tired of celebrating, screwing me over. Marilet's night wasn't going well. First, he narrowly escaped death at the hands of a human. Now, he was looking at an angry Manuk with a vendetta. He tried to negotiate. His first mistake. Listen, it wasn't personal, I just, uh... Before he could finish, Rakicha landed a vicious kick to his stomach and sent him flying into his friends, tipping over a table and the glasses on them. The noise alarmed everyone present, while those who hadn't seen the Manuk enter the bar, clearly looking for trouble, that is. Rakicha drew a knife from the recesses of his dorsal feathers. You see this? This is a human knife. I got it off the corpse after I killed it in single combat. Marlet was shaking and trying to at least save his friends from Rikicha's fury. Listen, Rikicha, they had nothing to do with us. Just, uh, just leave them be, please. His second mistake. Rikicha smiled, a row of fangs clearly visible. I guess I know where to start to cut now. Marlet was slowly moving in front of his friends. Then from the back of the bar a single sentence was heard. It wasn't screamed, it was barely a whisper, but it sounded like thunder to all present. Human female, hold my beer. The human handed a drink to one of the female Rakesh and walked slowly towards the group. She didn't look angry, per se. The best way to describe her demeanor was uh, purposeful. Rikicha wasn't impressed and turned to look at the advancing figure. Get lost, female, this is none of your concern. The human smiled. She didn't show her teeth yet. She looked far more predatory than Manuk had. You claim to have killed the human and stolen his blade. A funny joke, but still annoying. After saying, her smile faded. And you're disturbing my friend's leisure time, and that irks me. Mrikicha made a first and last mistake. Wait your turn, little ape. Once I'm finished with my friends here, I'll carve you and your little rats one by one. He never finished the sentence. The human stepped forward faster than anyone could actually follow. Punched him in the stomach, grabbed the knife, holding wrist, twisting it in the direction whilst twisting the forearm in another with an audible snap. Rikicha fell to his knees, vomiting and holding his wrist. All what was left of it. Before he could scream his pain, the blade he had been holding was now at his throat. He looked up at the human, a silent plea for mercy in his eyes. She wasn't in the mood. You really shouldn't have said that. Marilet had thought Rikija's anger a terrifying sight. The human made the fire in the Manuk's eyes look like a candle in the endless void. She didn't just slit his throat, she nearly decapitated him only falling short because the blade shattered against Rikicha's spine. Merilet was sitting at a desk inside the station security room. He'd been talking to the lead detectives about the death of Rikicha. That's what happened. 
After that, security arrived and the human calmly allowed herself to be restrained and taken into custody. The detective noted his testimony, a formality, since they had the bar's security records. Very well, Mr. Marillet, you may go. Before exiting the room, Marillet couldn't help but be curious about the creature who had saved his life. What's gonna happen to the human? she in trouble? The detective was pensive for a moment. He wasn't supposed to share information just yet, but it was going to be public soon anyway. The uh, victim. The detective actually made the air quotes with his fingers when he said victim, which actually got a smile out of Marilet. The detective coughed. Anyway, the victim threatened the human and her pack-bonded co-workers with a ceramic knife he claimed he stole from the human he had killed. After the human had uttered the words, Hold my beer. Marilyn nodded. He thinks he got the idea. So, uh, you're gonna treat it as self-defense? The detective shook his head. Suicide. End of story. Story number two. The Swimming Contest. Written by Rosie013. Tim limbered up slowly and carefully. It was harder to do than normal. Not because of the exuberant atmosphere of the cheering crowds the likes of a backwater guy like him had never seen. It wasn't to do with the constant concern and observant looks of many officials kept giving him, directly and through telecameras. He wasn't even concerned that the betting odds had tipped him for the last place by a good margin. No, Tim was about to represent the only non-aquatic species to ever partake in this swimming contest. He was doomed to fail. But the contest was also an important benchmark for humanity. Being rather new to the galactic scene, we badly needed to get some recognition and acceptance among the other species. No other non-aquatic species ever even applied for this race. His entrance had caused quite a stir with the officiating body of the competition. Tim's coach had gone on for hours and hours about some dribble that it wasn't winning that mattered, but the camaraderie of the sporting event and the solidarity with the less common water sentient species. At least, he was allowed to come up for air whenever he needed one of the other participating species were only technically partially aquatic, and still needed to surface every few laps or so of the Olympian-sized swimming pool in front of him. Ignoring the official concern, looks, Tim stepped up to the block. The race itself passed quickly in a moment, as all things do. Raising his head at the finish line to catch his breath, Tim couldn't help notice the other contestants staring at him. Did he actually break swimming lanes? Nope, he didn't think so. Had Tim held them up, 3,000 meters was plenty of time to fall behind. As the roar of the crowd finally caught up with him, Tim realized that he wasn't in the last position on the scoreboard, or even the last to finish. It was only some time after the race that humanity learned that most of the sapient aquatic species were descended from shallow wetlands. No one had ever even considered the ordeal of open ocean swimming as a recreation. It was an endurance race, not a speed competition. End of story. And that, my friends, concludes this video. I hope 
that you enjoyed, and if you do, please consider supporting the author, even by popping over and leaving a thumbs up or a nice comment just to show your appreciation for the story. However, if you wish to support this channel, there are links down below which will help immensely. I will see you all in the next one, and until then, I hope that you have a fantastic day. Cheers.